0: This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreoncom slash media. which means this episode is brought to us by you, right? That's how not, it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right? Yeah, yes. the, the listener. We're talking. When I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you. Right. Yes. but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm, you talking I'm, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh! Oh no. Oh, no. Alright, so just go to GameZillaMedia on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows so you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words are right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chops. And Craig WK. And this week, we are bringing you one of my favorite games of all time. Favorite of all time? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. It, not because of the quality of it, but just because of, <laughs> of the type of game it is and who it's with. No, fair enough. No, I, I can respect that. Uh, so, Chops, what game are we covering today? We're talking about Mega Man Legends. Mega Man Legends for the PlayStation for, and for the N64 where it was called Mega Man 64. I mean, it's basically the had, same game. It had that dumb, hell we go put 64 on things, <laughs> blah, 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 because it's 64 bit. <laughs> So, it was released on PlayStation 1st uh, yep. on August 31st of 1998, and this 3D action-adventure game uh, stars Mega Man as a digger, uh, an explorer who delves into dungeons to loot treasure in a strange world that's been flooded. Uh, the game didn't have a lot of commercial success, but it has a really dedicated cult following. It does. Um, primarily, uh, I think it's because of the like detraction from the main series Mega Man games. Because uh, it it was uh, KJ Fune said he he didn't want to he wanted to do something completely different oh, yeah. and He's mission accomplished and he also said that and I think part of why it wasn't successful is in in 2007 he said uh, if he had if we had made it at the present in modern quality I believe that it would have sold a lot better which I completely agree it was kind of you took this iconic character you mm-hmm. put him in a 3D environment in which yeah. PlayStation kind of open the door to in new ways i think and computers did i mean that the cd-rom era really but i completely agree with him if it was a more modern era game of you know when he said that quote uh, of that generation then i think it would have done great and i think you would have more sequels to it yeah I, it's funny that Mega Man Legends three, which was going to be the next like big continuation uh, in the modern era, no, it it flopped. They they canceled it. I still have hope that it, it can come out because the new and then this is not retro, but the new art direction for the new Mega Man game and the guy behind it. Yeah, I I like him. I think yeah, I'm excited for the new Mega Man game because so, that's the uh, thirteen right. Uh. uh... Oh no, no! I'm sorry. It'd be eleven. It'd be, it'd be eleven. Eleven. Yeah, I was gonna say thirteen. I'm jumping the gun. Sorry. Um, but anyways, so Mega Man Legends. Yeah, yeah. He plays a digger, which is a weird role. He, he. It's detracted from, you know, the idea of, uh, Wily's evil. He has these robot masters. And yeah. We had to defeat them and defeat uh, Wily. Um, there's a real like familial aspect to the game because it's Mega Man traveling around with Roll and her grandfather. Yeah, and Roll isn't like your sister; like she is in previous no. games. She's just another girl. Roll Casket. Yeah, Roll Casket, and, and then um, uh, his name is Barrel Casket. Barrel can I get it? Yeah. Um, also, don't forget their other traveling companion, the robot monkey Data. Who's data. your memory card? Data or Data. Data. That's what I called him. You said data. I said data. I would say data because of Star Trek, but I all but uh-huh. I think for this game, I think I said data. You referred to the monkey I, as and data, and I think it's because you saved with him. Oh, okay. I think that's why. Huh. And later on, you learn more about him, and that's yeah, kind of weird. But yeah, deal. But that um, monkey. Yeah, it's really weird that robot monkey. Um. So it's yeah. It's a three D. It's a three. He dances really well. <laughs> he's so adorable. Um. <laughs> he it's a 3D world so real polygonal like mm-hmm. real basic shapes for the, all the characters it's not like it, it's how do i put it it's a little dated at this point yeah i would say so yeah yeah, yeah it's, absolutely it, it's a little dated uh now the gameplay itself though is also a little dated Dang. it's yeah the the controls to move are a little clunky cuz you little. rotate the camera First, before you're able to move in that direction, yeah, it it's uh, it's a little rough. I mean, don't be wrong. I really like Mega Man Legends, but the controls are a little rough. You you really have to like get used to them. The gameplay though uh, has Mega Man wandering around in this three dimensional plane, locking onto enemies and shooting them with a variety of like arm cannon weapons. Mm -hmm. He like changes out the parts. Uh, all of his qu- uh, equipment for the most part is pretty upgradable. Like you put in parts, and like it changes your stats and stuff. It's almost got like little r- light RPG elements to it because of that. Yeah. So you go to different dungeons or ruins, and you get like refractor gems and p- parts, and you can take them to different stores. You can t- uh, you can yeah. sell the refractor pieces for I think money, which is called zenny, which I love the term zenny. Hey, it's a Capcom thing. And... Uh, almost all of their their fictional currencies, like Breath of Fire, yep. is zenny. And uh, Roll can make some uh, adaptations to your Buster, I think. But she can also make a separate, or you can get different parts for separate weapons, oh, a right. special weapon. Um, so you can have your Buster and your special weapon equipped. That's right. And you fight these things called Reaver Bots, and they're not your not typical enemies. I think that uh, they're they're weird. Yeah, they they reference the fact that there's like this ancient technology in the world. Yeah, it's it's Earth mm-hmm. that's flooded. And these are what remains of the people prior to the flooding, I think. Yeah, it's it's weird because they're like old guard robots, basically, for these dungeons that are like still operational. Yeah, it almost reminds me of, of like they're almost like golems, you know? But, yeah. But they're mechanical. So mm-hmm. then also like there's they're me- mechanical robots in like underground stone ruins. I don't know. It's a little weird. It's yeah. a little weird. And I mean, the whole game is weird. It's a pretty bizarre um, game. But... What's neat is so you travel around with with your companions and you and you're going to the only remaining towns that are on land but then you're also up against you're up against a cliche villain like Wily is but you get so much more bang for your buck out of these villains. Oh man, I I got to say the the villains are my favorite part yep. of the game. Oh yeah. They're 100%. so charming. They're the bond family. <laughs> yeah. So you have uh, Teaselbon, who's like the older brother. Yes. Teaselbon, who is the oldest brother, who, uh, they're all like pirates. They're all like, you know. Yeah, they're like scavenger pirates. They steal, but they also look for anything they can make money off Uh of. Pretty much. The next sibling is Tron Bon, yep. who some of you might know is a fighter in Marvel vs. Capcom series. Yes. She, she for some reason, it's gotten real popular. She had her own game. She had her own that game. That could be another episode one day. I hope so. I really, really like Tron Bond. Yes. And then they have their youngest sibling, Bon Bon, yep. who basically is a robot baby. And so, like, it makes, like, baby noises. Yep. And so they'll be like, Bon, how are you doing? And it's like, Babu. Yeah, it's the same phrase, Babu, it just repeated differently. Mm-hmm. It is so, they're so, like, they're such tropes. I love it. it they're so endearing. They're so wonderful. I really, really like them. And I think the best part to me, maybe not to everyone else, is the fact that Tron has a crush on Mega Man. Yeah. She she wants to help her brother, but uh-huh. she's in love with Mega Man. She has a total crush on him. And it's great because, like, right off the bat, she's like whenever I see this guy, like my heart has like a funny feeling in it. And then she like jumps out of this, like the first robot, like Mega Man fights her in. And she's like, listen, I'll let you be my slave if you want. And, right. she's like, and then we'll let, like, we'll make sure that my brother doesn't know that you were trying to be a, like a threat. And he's <laughs> like, I'm not going to be a pirate. No. Yeah. And she's, like, so horribly offended at the fact that Mega Man wouldn't want to be her slave. And she's just like, you know what? I hate you. I hate you Tuds. And she tries to kill him and fails. And uh, it's just, like, throughout the game, they're perpetually running into each other. And it's great because, like, Mega Man clearly doesn't want to, like, hurt them. Right. Like, whenever he has to fight them, like, afterwards, he's always like, oh, are you guys okay? Like, are you all right? This game, their expressions... For like for this type of game in this era, like they do a really good job express like putting expressions on these characters. Yeah. It's super anime, it's which, which anime. I love, but oh, yeah. like but it's but it's the cheesy factor <laughs> uh-huh. is literally its own character in this game. It, it it's, really it, is. It's what makes it, it, it the the controls make it does not work. Uh huh. The story and the characters is what makes it work. It really does, but it's not because it's like so engrossing in depth, like has so much depth. I mean, the the like the actual plot when you get down to it, it's, it's not pretty generic. It's pretty generic, and it's not that great. But man, the characters! All those characters are great, and not even just like role is okay. Like you know, she's she's a little bland, but like the Bond family just makes it. Yes, there's a reason Tron got her own game. Yeah, she was super loved, and also. The server bots or oh, server bots, serve bots. Um, are pretty much one of the most iconic things now of Capcom. Capcom supposedly, I don't know how true this is. At least for a while, they would when they would bring in new programmers, they would test them by making them or having them make models of surf bots. Yeah. They would have to make their own expressions and they have really? to do all this stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. That's cool. Uh and I mean they're very obviously just totally ripped from Lego. yes Little tiny yellow figures that have the With like claw, hands, claw and hands and like the yellow funny yellow head. Yeah. In the top part of their head. Yeah, it, it's very obviously a Lego reference. But I mean it's kind of become Capcom's thing now, you know, it's like sort of one of their like uh how would you put it? Like mascots. mascots. Yeah. Yeah. And um now uh, even though I love this game, there's something blanking on me here, and mm-hmm. there is voice acting in this, right? There is, and okay. it's not great. It's not great. It's not terrible. Because I don't time. remember. Like I, I'm trying to remember it. Like I remember Teasel. His is kind of fun. Uh-huh. Um, probably Bond's voice, the bon, goofy I, Bonds Babu. Al- always remember, uh, and and Tron's. I always remember, but I have a hard time picturing Mega Man's and like uh, Roll? Roll and, and Barrel. Uh, the the old man doesn't talk that much. Yeah. You know, he's kind of a side character. Uh, Roll talks too much, yeah. and not not like you know, like oh, I think Roll's dumb, but like it's just she's also the person who's helping you through dungeons. Yeah, she's so like, she's tutorial. like, watch out, Mega Man. Oh, look out, Mega oh, Man. Okay, that, click on oh, this door, Mega Man. Oh, it's oh, like, oh my god. god, when you said that, now I just brought back all these. So things, sorry, things yeah. Her her voice is a little obnoxious, but I think if she wasn't being the like guide character, she probably wouldn't be as obnoxious. But that's why I'm really favoring Tron in this like love triangle is it's I really really want Mega Man to be with Tron because she's she's obnoxious but in a fun way. Yeah. There's a lot of fun to to their family even though they're just terrible at what they do. They're bad at what they do. Maybe they'd be better if they weren't fighting somebody like Mega Man. But I mean, re- they fight themselves really. Kind of, yeah. They because like, at some points though, like you feel for them. Like I was watching some cutscenes uh-huh. to do some research on this, and like there's a cutscene where like Mega Man defeats one of their giant robots, and it's like one of the last robots they have. It's at the end of the game. Yeah. And Tron is like legitimately depressed that like her robot is defeated, and oh, yeah. they're like in trouble, and they might die, and like it's her fault. And the Big Brother, like in a lot of villains, you know, they'll be like, "You're an idiot, and it's all your fault." Bond is like, "We did our best." He's like, it's okay, guys. He's like, you know what? He's like, Tron, I'm proud of you. Like, we couldn't be here without your support, and yes. you were great. And it's like, oh, my God, they're so good. It's the exact opposite of what you would expect. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're ending up, like, <laughs> the way that they get defeated is like an anime. You know, like like I it to Pokemon with Team Rocket. It's pretty similar. They get similar. blasted off, and then they're just like. Climbing back with the, the remains of their of their scheme and uh-huh. to come back again. We'll get them next time. Right. You know, yeah. And, and you know, Tron of course is like happy that Mega Man won because she loves him, right? And you know, like you know, Bon Bon is you know just being an adorable giant, giant, baby, baby <laughs> giant baby robot, giant baby robot. yeah, it's great. Um, so I guess some things that I really enjoyed about this game, and we hinted on it, was it of the the role playing elements to it. Now. I take any old game or old genre that I love and mm-hmm. immediately f- try to figure out how I can make it a role playing game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did that with Mega Man. I came up with the Pokemon MMO, like, back when everybody probably, when the first MMO came out and everybody's like, you should make Pokemon an MMO. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. God, I'd, I would buy it instantly. Pokemon but, Go, but good. Well, but like, you, yeah, it's. Oh, with it, a battling aspect basically it'd be that World of suck. Warcraft with a Pokemon skin that'd be pretty great like that's money, that's just printing money, well uh, in the future uh, we got the po- new Pokemon game coming out on the Switch, we'll that's see how that goes it's not gonna be like that, no, it but won't. anyways um, that, that, and then this is what I was hoping for was, you can, oh cool, I can I can be Mega Man, okay, I've done that before but I get to like upgrade Mega Man, like I get mm. to invest time into Mega Man, and yeah. he's got a personality unlike in the other games where like I don't think did he ever talk in any of the other games. Yeah, he he talks in a few of the games. He has like like tiny dialogue. Like in Mega Man Eight, he talks a fair bit. But it's you know it's I mean Mega Man in those games he's basically like Astro Boy. He's yes. he's basically just a, a quintessential hero. Yeah, he's 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 gonna do the right thing. Uh, although I will say in one of the Mega Man games, he's he's pretty brutal. He goes to like execute Wily. He does. Yeah, I think in Mega Man. Oh, what one is it? Uh, I want to say, like, five or six or something. Really? Oh. Yeah, he goes, he, like, charges up the blaster, shoots it wildly, and it's just a decoy. Maybe Mega Man knew it was a decoy. You never know, though. Right, he's got know. emotion. He remember. can do his own thing. He He's not bound by Asimov. Asimov <laughs> yeah. isn't keeping Mega Man down. All right, all right. Well, let's get back to this game. Uh, so Mega Man Legends. Mega Man Legends. So, yeah, you, he Mega Man has, like, lost his memory. Yeah, that's and, kind of a weird thing. And, like, Roll found him, right? Yeah, and you're kind of... There's this, like, overreaching plot, but you don't really discover it until you're, I think, like, a couple hours at least into the game. Shoot, I think the, the bulk of the plot, like, how, it, you know, when you start finding out about, like, who Mega Man really is, is right at the end. It's I mean, like yeah, right the, 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 the real boss, detail yeah. of that. But, like, yeah, there, then you find out uh, uh, that there is this... Yeah, I'm gonna go to my notes for this because it's a little bit uh, a little bit weird. So, a little convoluted. Um, so there is, um, uh, like, so there's this main goal in the world if everybody wants to find what's called the mother load.
1: Oh yeah, uh, which is
0: an item of infinite power, and it's it said that it could charge and power the whole world. Um, and then people search for them in the ruins, and then what you find out is that while you're searching in the ruins, you find a robot that's in a stasis chamber. And goes by the name of Juno. Oh,
1: um, but, right.
0: but do we want to give away? We can give away the story. I think people. Uh, play it, right? I mean, a lot of people probably played it. I don't know how many people were jumping on a game like this. I won't give the very ending of it. then. Okay, yeah, but I'll give the plot of the of Juno is that he's a third class bureaucratic unit from Eden, which is a space station. I love the title outside Earth. How like it's it's so generic, but because it's so generic, it comes off as kind of like weird and like kind of like I don't know distant he's this bureaucratic, bureaucratic. model like that's like well he's and he's mega man Juno, oh is what he's called right. in the game and like so 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 that immediately states it puts you in this in the aspect of yeah, he's mega man Juno third class bu- bureaucratic, so what's mega Man then? you know so and like you said like who makes a bureaucratic robot like this is in star wars okay would you have that when you have an entire society of robots apparently you're yes. gonna have some bureaucratic robots and then so like there's some weird things that juno reveals to mega man and then uh, also about the space station that's going on, and then his main goal, I'll tell you what his main goal is, but, or should I not? Oh, yeah, might as well. Lay it on him. He wants to basically uh, shave down the population. He wants to, to make it controllable. Yeah, he wants to eradicate all of the life on this Cadillacs, Cadillacs? Cadillacs, uh, island. Calix, I think. Uh, Cadillacs? Cadillacs? I'm not sure how to pronounce I don't it. remember. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, so this island that Mega Man is on and adventuring on and looking for treasure on, that the Bonds are also on looking for treasure, well looking to steal treasure from back right. man. and uh And yeah, so this Juno guy is like this creep. And he he turns out to be like the main villain, technically, of the game. Yeah. Ca- oh, Cadillacs. Yep, Cadillacs, right. okay. Now, uh, is there anything else you wanted to reveal about the plot before I
1: jump um, into something
0: else? He's creepy. He's pretty creepy. He's, he's kind of... I'm trying to equate him to another character. He kind of reminds me of Dracula from Castlevania. A little bit, yeah. Um, because he's like this, like it's futile, like it's it's useless. I'm this all powerful, like like the bureaucratic side, I guess, of Dracula from Castlevania. You know, I can kind of see uh, that. Um, I may, may be stretching here, but um, that very by the book, very uh 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 like deterministic. Very, yes. it's like this is fate. this is it. This is it. Yeah. yeah, there's no other option. This is what needs to be done. This is what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, I can see that. The uh. So I wanted to chat a bit about the music. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, before you get to that, then because I didn't know if it, if he had something yeah. more about the plot. But a uh, couple things I want to add though about the game is that Mega Man has a health bar and, oh, yeah, a, and yeah. a life shield, um where you can increase his health and you, and you can increase his life shield and it reduces damage taken. But then I want to get to the special weapons. So obviously, mm-hmm. the best thing about Mega Man games is beating a robot and then getting their powers. Sure, absolutely. You get to play with some fun stuff. You don't do that in this one. You no. make your weapons. But did you have a favorite weapon at all? I did. There was a... I don't remember the, the details of it, but there was this, like, like, cannon that was, like, a little slower, but did big damage that I liked. Okay. I played around with that, and then I also had, like, a Gatling gun at one point yep, that I liked. Yep, that's another one. Um, I, I was... Uh, I, I really enjoyed the blade arm, which oh. is a sword. And yeah, that was cool. The, the, the best weapon in the game is after you... Once you get all the parts and upgrade it fully, mm-hmm. is the shining laser. And That's, yeah, I the, remember that. It was one of the hardest guns to get and like the final boss when you're fighting Juno. If you you should look up speed runs of this game and see how these people fight Juno cuz it's it's like they're they're having the hardest time as well. Like, it's not an easy boss. No, unlike, I don't remember it being very easy. Games. And Shining Laser, I think, is the only way to really, like, deal the most damage to him. Okay. Um, but the, the that aspect of the game, you should really look up. There's some pretty cool speedruns with it. But Shining Laser and the Blade Arm were my favorites besides the Buster. Yeah, the the Buster, I mean, is basic and stuff. I will say, I do wish that some of the weapons were a little bit more Mega man Like, you know, yeah. elemental type stuff. Like, you know, like... You know, uh, like homing missiles, and you know, uh, well, and uh, that's where, like, I guess that lack of of modernness, because like you probably couldn't put a lot of memory into this game because it was so polygonal be. and and three D. That like, well, almost all the shots were just like purple orbs. They or were whatever. just orbs, yeah. yeah. You know, they, like, I don't think you had much animation outside of that. But like, picture picture this game mm-hmm. in two thousand seven. Okay. And you get like a Gutsman type gun and then your armor changes and you're like this beefy guy and like Like this game, yes, absolutely would have sold a million times better if it was in the more modern era because they could have done more with it. They could have done so much more. That's why I think I like it so much. I like two a lot as well. Not as much as one just Mm -hmm. because it was the first edition of this game, but it is. I think that's why it's one of my favorites is because there's so much hope in it. Yeah. Kind of like how Mega Man 2 and 3 are, you know, like, uh-huh. the only reason why Mega Man 3 is there is because of Mega Man 2, um, right? Isn't that what it was? Like, if they if if Mega Man 2 hadn't sold. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, like, absolutely. Like, how well it did, you know, some people think of it as, like, the pinnacle of the series. But... Mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't know. I just I could I could keep blabbing about this game, so I'll stop. It's I mean it's a it's a lot of fun. It's it's at least worth watching, like the cutscenes on YouTube and oh, stuff, yeah. like just because they're so goofy and cheesy. And the the gameplay itself is dated, but it's not bad. It's not like like you could play it. Oh, absolutely. I in fact, uh, I I uh, quite a few years ago at this point, but uh, I had gone out to visit a friend who had moved away for a while in California, and we went to this game store that was out there, and one of the games I found in this game store was Mega Man 64, and at the time, I was like, oh, man, I was like, it's Legends, but, like, I haven't played Legends in a long time, yeah. and I bought it, and as soon as I got home, I played through it over the course of, like, a weekend, and plowed through the game and beat it, and yeah. it was like, yeah, it's still fun. Oh, yeah. It's it's still fun. It's uh, a lot of fun. Now, yeah, getting to what you were talking about, or about to mention, was <laughs> is the music, and I just like want to laugh at it because the so, music so weird. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and uh, uh, take a look at one of the like the real basic themes. You you really like Apple Market theme, right? Yeah, I, yeah. It's just a funny. It's just a funny song that uh, like a lot of the songs in the game are just like repetitive jingles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a fairly repetitive uh, uh soundtrack here. Uh the music was composed by uh, Makoto. Uh, Tomozawa. Uh, he also worked on Mega Man X. Oh, really? And Dino Crisis. Remember Dino Crisis? Yeah, Resident I Evil with dinosaurs. No, I know. I know. I played very little of that game. <laughs> the music has a, a, a fair amount of like classical elements to it, but it tends well, to be more mellow and even has some goofy kind of cues. Well, and there's rock. There's a, there's some some rock in it. There's as a little well. bit of rock as well. Absolutely. Uh, so here is uh, one of Chops' favorite themes, Apple Market. it's real real mellow kind of repetitive and i yeah it's i don't know it's it's not bad it's it reminds me of like what you would hear in like an rpg yeah like the town music or something like that and and i think that i like it the most is because of the bassiness to it um at that Mm -hmm. time like home Theater systems was kind of popular. Yeah, and we had a home theater system in our bedroom. Really? Um, and yeah, we had a receiver and we had everything hooked up to it that we can with a switch. So like hearing that game in this in it with its own subwoofer, hearing that song, <laughs> I mean, uh, like just the bassiness of it, I just loved it. Like a, a lot of the games of PlayStation era, listening to on the sur- on the surround sound. In a tiny, tiny room. Like, uh-huh. it just was like I was in a movie theater sitting on my bunk bed, you know? That's pretty um, great. So, I think that's why. And you hear the song a lot, too. It so, is played a bunch because you go into that market quite a lot. So, you kind of get used to it. It could drive you crazy, I think. But uh, that that's mostly why I like that one the most. Mm-hmm. My, one of my favorite songs is called The Three Bond Brothers. Yes. Which is odd because Tron is a girl. Yep. So it's kind of weird that it's the song. I think the it was like a translation error. It's probably, probably supposed to be the three Bond siblings, I, I would hope. But uh, uh, so this is a, a kind of a, a more upbeat, uh, jazzier song. And so let's go ahead and give it a listen. <laughs> How wacky is that? <laughs> I'm just picturing in the... That part. Uh-huh. Like, just this guy, straight-faced, staring out, just one finger tapping a keyboard. <laughs> 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 it just, like, it's like the... It reminds me of the the David Pumpkins uh, song from SNL uh, a little bit. Uh-huh. When it... Like the, you, have you seen the David Pumpkins skit? I, I probably have, but I, I don't and, really remember. Yeah, sorry. Well, either way, it's just... Yeah, it's a real goofy... It's got this rock beat in the background, it's got this techno, and then it got mini trumpets in there. Like it's super it's, wacky and it's the perfect theme for the Bond family. Yeah, they're out of place with each other. Yeah, they're they're really dysfunctional, but they really still are a family and, and they it really you know, work somehow. Yeah. It's it's really weird. I uh I, I I I that might be one of the reasons I like the Bonds a lot as well, just because of that. Uh but so there's actually a little bit of uh uh interesting music trivia that I got a hold of here for uh the uh uh, uh song for Juno. Mm-hmm. So Juno, the uh boss is uh has his own like kind of classical type theme. Yeah. And so I want to play a classical song first. Okay. So from Johann Sebastian Bach, we have the little fusion G minor. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and play a little bit of this before we play uh Juno's theme and I think there might be a few similarities there. Okay. that's a piece by bach Mm -hmm. who's you know of course famous incredibly famous so here's the juno theme which you also wanted to uh, uh give a listen to the bureaucratic model uh theme Sound familiar, uh yeah, it sounds like uh I don't know uh, a more modern version of the song we just listened to, <laughs> yeah, pretty much um, it was it there's a lot of like baroque music, classical music in this in this game, just mm. weirdly interspersed, like wow. the library has this, uh most of the ruins have this kind of feel, the main gate and especially Juno. And I think it's because he's a bureaucrat, like it's, it's this like pop in circumstance type music, but it's, it's a cool homage and it, I, it's hard to think of other games that do that, that, that's almost that exact of a replica of it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I'm sure there are examples that we can't think of, but I, I but yeah, you don't see stuff like that very often, or in this case, don't hear yes. stuff like that very often, I so yeah, as far as that goes, the music is pretty good. It's just I don't know. It's a little, a little weird. It's it's and it's probably because of the mix up of types. So you have like mm-hmm. uh, rock beats with MIDI soundtracks. You have <laughs> classical music in a dungeon, yeah. and then you have like a mix of like funky beats <laughs> with uh like techno tones to them. Mm-hmm. So like. In the year that this was released, in the '90s, and then also later in 2000, like that era was weird with music, anyways. So it's yeah. it's like a perfect representation to me of that era. But it it somehow still works. I I don't know. I, I it's it's yeah. weird. It's weird. I mean the the game came out initially in '98, and then I think it was like 2001 yes. for the 64 version. So yeah, no, I I think you're pretty spot on. I think the uh it was just sort of that era. Yeah, it's just an awkward era there. Kinda. <laughs> um but I love it. I love the music. It it's one of the more and and you 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 have this insane or have, have mm. these moments. It's one of the most defining things for me of this game is is the, the music. Is the music. No, I can see that. It's 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 definitely an incredibly interesting soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's not the best of the PlayStation or the best of Mega Man. Right. It's still really really unique. You know, yeah. for the PlayStation, for, uh, the, certainly for the Mega Man, well, you know, sound. Well, that's what I was going to say. As, as Mega Man's Go, it's a u- it's a unique, interesting soundtrack. Absolutely. And I think you can pretty much say that about any of the Mega Man songs. They're interesting. They're different. Mm-hmm. You know, they leave a, a place in your mind yeah. when you hear them. No, absolutely. So, to move on a bit from the music, I did want to talk about one of the reasons why the game might feel a little clunky. And that's the fact that there were a lot of time constraints on this game. Oh, yeah. Game had to be rushed, which is only a little bit of a pun because the game in Japan is called Rockman Rush. Right. Uh, and, uh, and it's typical of Capcom, rush Russia Mega Man game. Go figure. Uh, so some of the ideas uh, got, had to get cut. And a few of the ideas were different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the characters was uh, Mega Man was going to have a human rival for Roll's affection. And it was this dude with, like, a gun holster. He had blonde hair. He looked like he was supposed to kind of be a little bit more of a main character. He didn't get used. But they use his sprite. And so his character sprite is, like, around town sometimes. And it's like, he's just this weird guy with, like, a gun holster at his side. He shouldn't have a gun holster. But he does, because that was what his character was going to be. And apparently there was going to be a nurse who, like, followed around... uh, barrel casket the uh-huh. old man and they didn't end up using that and so they slapped her in like the the like the hospital yeah and so there's this the models for the nurses were originally going to be following around the old man oh okay uh apparently there were also textures for nighttime to happen oh, in the city there's gonna be like night events or maybe just like a battle to happen at night because it's in the data for the game these like darkened houses with like the lights on in the windows huh. but it doesn't happen in the game interesting yeah right um yeah there's just a of of the era of these games like there's a lot of cool little things you can find when you delve deep into them when someone's Mm -hmm. hacking the code and going behind the scenes but i don't know i I really enjoy this game it's it's up there with one of my favorites to play but again not like in my top of like the all-time games out there of of playability and everything like that yeah so, I do have a funny little translation <laughs> joke here. Of course you do. Of course. So, uh, at a point in the game, uh, you, can, uh, you can talk to a shopkeeper, and you have the choice when they ask your name. You can give them Mega Man uh-huh. or Hippopotamus. <laughs> okay. Here's where the gag comes in. So, in, it didn't translate very well. So, in Japan, the word for a hippopotamus is a kaba. K-A-B-A is how it sounds. Which backwards is baka, which is the Japanese word for idiot or dummy. Okay. So it's it's this gag where like you can give yourself the name which sounds kind of like a reverse of dummy or idiot. But they couldn't really do that in America, so they just translated the joke very literally. And so you can tell the shopkeeper that your name is Hippopotamus. And she will call you Hippopotamus through the rest of the game if you tell her that. But the joke didn't. It's just this oh, weird just falls, flop of, yeah, just this whop of a joke. Oh jeez, it's weird how like there's a lot of these. I don't know, like these weird Japanese jokes that they just like to throw in, like puns or like just really oh, yeah. cutesy humor, and then it just like it just it fails in, in translation or it causes like a different kind of mishap in the game. Yeah, I mean that's the thing you gotta understand is in any language, jokes are very central well, yeah. to the language itself yeah. so i mean when you go to translate a joke sometimes they don't really translate very well right. so you know i mean that's just kind of how it goes uh now the censorship in the game i did want to chat about too i'm not sure you familiar? Yeah, all the nudity in it was there nudity? no i'm, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding i was gonna say i didn't find anything about that <laughs> no i did find uh so there's a fair amount of censorship yeah so, at one point, there's a quest where you find a comic book. You have to like get a comic book. Yes. That's a porno magazine. Yep. Uh, in the uh, uh, original Japanese version, you could kick dogs and shoot down birds. Yep. Not really sure why that needed to be in there, but it was. Uh, and so, there's even a part, in even the U.S. version, where Mega Man goes into a bookstore sees the magazines and he notices that there are some dirty magazines and that it would be it might be fun to look at them. And that's even in the American version. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, you get you get the cutesies and you get the weird stuff. Yeah. Um it's sort of inevitable from a, a game from for the PlayStation in that era, I feel like. You know, whereas yeah. Nintendo is covering it up all over for the most part in Japan like Sony went wild with a lot of stuff. I mean there's topic. so many what Japan only games released for the PlayStation there's that are lot. that are pretty sketch. A little, a little sketchy. Yeah. yeah. Or just weird. Or just yeah. yeah, Or just real, real weird. Making those jokes off too often and too hard, you know, like yeah. those, those jokes, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um but yeah. No, this game is uh <laughs> it's just, it's fun to look back on. It, it is. Yeah, it's it's a really fun game. I really like it. I I feel like if you can get past the sort of the stiff kind of clunky controls, it's an very enjoyable game. Yep. But you but going into it, you do have to be aware that that is going to be a thing. Yeah, it's not perfect. Like there's like some like weird hitbox things mm-hmm. um like, Mega Man bullets will, like, fade left or right, depending on how fast you're moving. It's a weird things mechanic. Things have, like, drift or draft or whatever. Like, yeah, there's, there's things yeah. in there that you're just going to have to get used to, but get used to them, you'll enjoy the game. I think so. So, would you like to chat about our Retro Relapse? I guess so. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. <laughs> Retro relapse. So for today's retro relapse, we have a, a Game Boy Classic. Yes. Gargoyle's Quest. Yeah, I've never played this before. I, I was excited that you got to play it. I, I've played it before. I, I own it on the 3DS, because you can, you know, get it there. But it was originally released on the Game Boy, and I believe I might be crazy, but it was either a launch game or was very, very early in its in the release. Um the game came out. Uh, in North America, nineteen ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety, in July. Quite old. It's yeah. quite an old game, and I uh, so uh, the the basic premise is that you are Firebrand, the Red O-Reamer, the basically the devil dude from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yep, or and Ghouls and Ghosts or Go- Ghosts Ghost and, Goblins. and Goblins. And on the cover of the Game Boy uh, or the artwork on the box, he's green. He is. They they messed that up. Yeah. Yeah, they messed that up. He's supposed to be red. Yeah, no, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he's because he's red in
0: the NES. <laughs> yeah, he he also looks way more menacing in the game. Yeah, uh, no, here on the cover, he just looks like a really enthusiastic salesman. Yeah, yeah, not it wasn't perfect box art, but uh, it is a very good game. Uh, it's basically Stars Firebrand, and it's this weird sort of mix ma- uh, mishmash of like sort of mildly adventure RPG elements and platforming. Yeah, I didn't expect that you handed it to me, and I'm like, oh, this looks like Pokemon. Like, uh-huh. is this a role-playing game? And, like, I talk to these people who are just dying at my feet, and then I go outside, and it's a platformer. And I'm like, oh. Yep. And it looks good. Like, the sprites are cool looking, and he looks yeah. really neat, too. He right? looks almost exactly like his character would in uh, uh, Ghost of Goblins. Yeah, it, it, the, the graphics are solid. Like, the sprite work is really big and yeah. detailed. It's very amazing. Uh, the one downfall to the game that I think, and I think most people would agree, is the screen real estate. There's a lot of stuff. It slows it down. It so slows you can, it down yeah. a bit, and there's just, I don't know, like, I kind of wish the screen was back out a bit. Yeah, it's a little too closed in, zoomed yeah. in. Um. But the music's fun, the, oh, yeah. the gameplay's pretty solid, I didn't know what any of the power-ups I got were, but like that's I think it was standard mostly with like, most Game Boy games. Yeah, I, I don't think you were finding anything, like you weren't finding weapons or anything. No, you know? and it and it's a platformer, it's not going to be a yeah. super crazy Magazine game. Yeah, uh, but no, uh, uh, Firebrand uh, can latch onto walls, he can hover. Yeah, that was cool, he climbed on the walls, hovered with his wings. Oh. Uh, he shot, like, spikes out. Fireballs, I think. They're, there? Yeah, they're I just think they're triangles. To so. yeah, it, basically <laughs> fireballs. The enemies are real spooky looking. Yeah. Like, they look like kind of cliche ghosts with, like, the white hoods and stuff. Well, yeah, there was that. There was uh, fish bones. Uh-huh. Uh, there was, Plant like, monsters. hooded creatures. Oh, those flames. are the ghost dudes, yeah. Yeah, like, will wisps ones. There were, like, oh, yeah. bats. Uh Yeah, there's some neat characters. Like, in, in, Go- in Ghost of Goblins... You get a a variety of characters and, oh, yeah. and enemies, and they did a good job with this with the, with what you could do with a Game Boy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think considering it's a a really early Game Boy game, whether it's launch or not, I you know we're not going to look into that just yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, I yeah, I think they did a very fantastic job with this, and uh, I mean the music is great, like you mentioned. Uh, it's 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 definitely worth a play. So. As far as that goes, then, uh, Chops, you played it for the first time. I'm going to hold back on what I think the 8-bit scale oh, should be. Oh, really? What do you think the 8-bit scale should be for this game? You only played it for a bit, but uh, what do you think? Um, Taking into account some Game Boy games we've played recently uh-huh. um, and the capabilities of the Game Boy itself, I-, I would probably give this, I'd probably give it a six. I think honestly, I would even bump it to a seven myself. Really? Like, I haven't played a lot of it. Yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's a very, very good game for its era and what it is. Uh I think it does have issues, so I can totally see a six. Like I wouldn't say you're wrong for giving it a six, but I feel like when you think about the like like you said, some of these Game Boy games, even later in the Game Boy's life, were real crummy. Yeah. And this is a solid, well made game. The controls are pretty tight. I mean the graphics look pretty Dang good there, for the Game Boy. There's a simple enough story to get you like caught up, like get you interested in it, mm-hmm. and then a unique gameplay in there to to keep you going through it and wanting to figure out how it ends. Yeah. So, I I liked it. I yeah, six I would say is fair. You're saying a seven? I say a seven myself. Uh, so yeah, I, I think even if you split our votes to a six and a half out of eight That's on the Avid scale, it's it's solid. Yeah, it it definitely beats out Swamp Thing. <laughs> By a it lot. Absolutely beats out Swap. It's bank. close to Punisher.
1: I um, I I I, I but, didn't
0: get into Punisher when I was younger, so there's no nostalgia yeah. there for me. Uh but there, I also didn't have Gargoyles Quest one as a kid. I only I had didn't it either. I, I, had I it later. I would, yeah, I would like to talk to somebody who had this and had played Ghosts and Goblins, and then kind of just see what their opinion was on yeah. it. If you have done that, let us know on our on our uh, page, um, the Facebook page, or Facebook page in the Discord. Discord. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, that'd be kinda yeah, it's 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 a it's worth a pickup. I, I would definitely say play it. It's only a few bucks on the three D shop channel. Oh there you go. I yeah. hope so. It's yeah, it's not very expensive. I don't have to get the hardware other than what you probably already have if you if you're into the show at least. <laughs> Likely. Uh and if you're not if you don't own a three DS and you're into retro gaming, you probably own a Game Boy. Right. It probably isn't too much. Right. Hopefully. I hope. Cross my fingers on that one. I don't wanna make any promises I can't keep. No. I so, we mentioned last week that we have a bracket coming up, right? Yeah, Nintendo Music. Yes, yes. So, as far as that goes, we're opening up a new bracket yes. where every episode we're going to introduce a few songs and they'll go head to head and you get to vote on which one you prefer. That's right. And unlike characters, which, you know, are like, you know, if, if you didn't play the game, then it doesn't mean as much even if you didn't play these games that these songs are from, it's music. Like, you can listen to it and decide whether you like it or not, you know? So, uh, as far as that goes, Chops, Xander, and myself uh, have chosen a bunch of different songs. Uh, we'll trickle them in, you know, it'll be one-on-one every episode. Uh, and we'll go ahead and, you know, see how this goes. Uh, Chops, is there anything you'd like to add before we jump into what songs we have? Um... I feel like I'm going to do my best this time around to <laughs> choose some songs that have meaning to me and that uh, are interesting and not just pick generic. I don't. You can't just pick generic songs. Otherwise, it would, I don't know. Like yeah, Tetris well, would, would be the main one and that would be just boring. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, 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 this is going to be a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're going to say whose picks are what. Uh no, I I mean I think we may end up finding out like, you know, throughout the episodes as we start chatting about yeah, it. But... Yeah, but we'll we'll keep it kind of on the down low who chose what, but honestly, you just from like Rhythm of Retro and what we've talked about on the show, you may know. If you've done your homework, you might have a good idea yeah. who's picked what. Yeah. Uh so, uh let's go ahead and open up the the floor to our first two Combatants, if you will. Yeah, our 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 music musical uh battles or yeah, or or overloo overloads or uh interludes. Interludes, yeah. I know, uh I, I'm not sure. That? Yeah, I'm not sure where we're going with that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to sound fancy and I'm not. <laughs> so the first song we have uh here is a uh song called Under Sea Uh If I can read that right. Undersea base. Sorry, I'm blind. Uh, I'm really blind. You want me to read it for you? No, I think I'm good (laughs) from here. Uh, Undersea base from Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. So go ahead and give this a listen. this song i really really enjoy this song it's uh uh really upbeat it's really exciting uh the uh the uh the soundtrack was composed by uh kazunaka yamana uh yamane uh and so i i feel like uh yamane did a really good job with the soundtrack in general and this song is really a good one mm-hmm. yeah it's it's <laughs> it's definitely uh a brawl like oh, it's, it's, a got a, it's got a good beat to it for a for a beat 'em up game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, it, was a, it was a decent song. I guess you're going to tell which ones I, I picked and not i don't, not watching. But anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to give a ton of details, but you can at least tell us song. Uh, it's you like it It's gonna beat. I like it. <laughs> I'm just going to say that from now on. So, here's what uh, Undersea Base is going up against. It is going up against Pollyanna from Earthbound Beginnings, otherwise known as Mother One. And we're going to go ahead and just jump right in and listen to it. of a song is that i really like the snare drum It's pretty it great, sounds right? like a real snare drum almost it's just but Like it's 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 a really pretty song um something i'm realizing as we're playing these is that um mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of these songs may not mean something to someone until they've played the game um i i like the song a lot mm-hmm. but i feel like if i played if i had played mother I probably would like it more. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't so, doubt that. So I'm excited about this bracket because of that. Like mm-hmm. To see what people have played. These play are going to evoke emotions, whereas like, characters, not so much. Yeah. It was more of the plot and the story around them. But yeah, these songs, this is going to be an interesting interesting set of uh, brackets. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for the record, uh, the soundtrack to Mother, Earthbound Beginnings, Earthbound Zero, was composed by uh, Hirokazu Tanaka and Keiichi Suzuki. Uh, who went on to do the Earthbound soundtrack. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's great. Like, the that's the overworld music to uh, Earthbound Beginnings.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Well.
0: So, you know, when you wander around, that's the song you hear. And it's it's real upbeat, and it's real kind of, you know, mellow. It's a great song. I really love it. Yeah, well, we'll see how they compete yeah. in the arena. Yeah. So, uh, it, in our Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, make sure to request to join, and we'll get you on in, and you can go ahead and vote on which of those two songs you prefer. Do you like the undersea bass from Double Dragon to the Revenge, or do you like Pollyanna, the overworld music to Earthbound Beginnings? Mm-hmm. You have those choices. Uh, now, as far as that goes, though, I think it's uh, pretty much time for us to uh, kind of uh, yeah, wrap it up, uh, yeah. wrap it all up here. Yeah. So. Um... Listen to our other podcasts in the Gamezilla Media uh, conglomerate. We'll say <laughs> uh, so. Gamezilla, the Gamezilla Alpha Show, and Noobs and Dragons. Go to GamezillaMedia dot com and you can listen to the shows there. Download them on your favorite app, for podcasting, and rate and review them too. So we can get some you know more people involved in uh, listening to the show. Absolutely, and uh, Noobs and Dragons. I'm I'm pretty partial to. Uh, being the DM in that, so yes. if you if you want me to torture chops mercilessly, go ahead and go ahead and give that show it a listen. Never ends for my life with Greg. Nope. All right. So I this. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been uh, the Legend of Retro. We'll see you all next time when the Legend, Legend continues. continues.